0: Hello, and welcome to Man Vs. Business. My name is Les Jaynes, and I am here with my co-host Sean McMenamin. In this series of podcasts, Sean and I are going to be talking about business topics and adventures, that work-life balance that everybody needs. So sit back and enjoy the show. Sean, how you doing?
1: How are you doing this afternoon?
0: I'm doing good. Wow, 2 weeks in a row for a podcast.
1: I think we can get back into the swing of things here.
0: I you know, I think so too. You know, now that uh, let, let's just blame it on COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would you would have thought we we would have been able to podcast every day with with COVID, not not having gone anywhere, but I guess I will say yeah. I will say that I didn't change I didn't change too much of my my routine.
0: Um I, just did, uh, I didn't did a change, lot of it with less too people. Much. Yeah. Yeah no doubt no doubt so um uh this week we thought we'd take a little left turn uh a little bit from our from our topics of of people and and uh you know business uh quality so to speak i guess we have been kind of the two main areas that we've talked about but uh uh, we're going to take a dive into finance now i have to say or i guess not Right. I was going to, I was going to correct you. How you. would you best describe it? Just, yeah. Well,
1: account, account, it's really, it's accounting, not necessarily finance, but it's accounting. Okay. And it's, it's the, it's the monthly, well, I guess we call it the financial close. So the accounting close yeah. for the month and whether you're in a private company or in public company, this happens, this, this right. happens, right. With, the, with each company. And, you know, like we discussed a little earlier, the activity is, uh, there's a flurry of activity. To get the information necessary all organized right and timely that, that the accounting team goes through but they they need the support of the rest of operations and right. i i do believe that or at least in my experience there's been uh, companies where the day-to-day workers in what they do whether it's pos and, and invoices and things like that that they're going through they don't realize that that all feeds into the monthly close and how the performance of the company, albeit in the rear view mirror, you know, because you don't close until, you know, days into the following month, how last month ended up. So, right. so um, it is, well, it is a report card. And,
0: and well, let's preface this a little bit because I think it's important for uh, people to understand that you and I are both going through an ERP implementation. And so, when you think of an enterprise resource planning system, you have lots of departments involved in touch points uh, with the ERP system, but ultimately that ERP system is feeding um, is feeding the accounting um, group with the information needed to close these books. So uh, you know we're both going through the process of implementing an ERP system. and I think the, the rationale of why we're bringing this topic up is a couple reasons. One is getting people to understand their role in, in how they play and how they're feeding information to finance and then how finance is taking that information and closing up the month and what that looks like.
1: Right. And, and that shift, that shift from, from whatever you're doing now into an, ER, into an ERP system. It might even be from an ERP system like our, our company right now. We do have what well, we call it an ERP system. It's really just accounting software, one, one module out of an ERP system and we aren't even using that to its fullest extent or maybe we are and and it's just not good enough because there are still multiple spreadsheets that get filled in with with data dumps from from the the accounting software and it's a it's a large company accounting software i won't name it maybe i have in the past but i won't disparage them here now i
0: don't remember that you have okay anyway
1: so i won't disparage them here now but um Still, the accounting team has spreadsheets, and they have paper, and they have file folders, and all kinds of, of information and paper that they need to track down. And I think I think a good bit of what we should be talking about here and in, in, in what the goal is in going to a real ERP system is that, is that you don't have to rely on people remembering or making tick marks on a piece of paper. But uh, you shouldn't, put it that way. You shouldn't have to rem- have people remember that they need to go get approval for an invoice before it gets entered,
0: or, or right, um,
1: you know, did that PO, did the PO get written and then received at the right quantity? Value was the quality right on the material that we received? Was tax included, not included? Was shipping? Is it a landed cost? So all of these accounting terms that are really the supply chain of the business. I think, needs to be better understood by everyone in that supply chain scheme.
0: So I think the, the, the direction that you and I are coming at this are a little bit different. Um, you're coming at it from the direction of you've had a, a, um, a system in place in the past and you're upgrading to a new system. Is that correct? That's correct whereas I'm in the situation where we're uh, we're a startup and we're implementing the ERP system from quote to cash from day one. So we've got a blank slate that we're working with and we're not having to deal with the (laughs) the past history of stuff. But I think it's important to note that because there's challenges with both scenarios. And so... uh, you know, uh, I think that that's that's important to note through this process as to where you and I are at in our aquarium through this whole process. I think
1: that's a great point, and the reason I believe it's a great point is because, yeah, the on on my side, I've got people and history and the way they like to do it, and and, and we talk about that right that, that um, theme. We talk about that theme with many processes. Whether it's, you know, a welding process, an inspection process, hey, that's the way we've always done it. This is the paperwork we've always, you know, it was good enough then. Why isn't it good enough now? Okay. So, so that's, that's my side. And some of it is valid. I'm not discounting any of it. Some of it is valid. Uh, Some of it, Mm -hmm. you know, people, people are good at doing it. and, And I think we did talk about this one time when I, when I was making coffee that one day, if people are good at an inefficient process, is it better to leave them alone in an inefficient process or go through all the effort to make it two, five, seven, ten 10% more efficient, eh, you, well, might that, just, you, you might just leave people alone.
0: I, I was going to say, I think that my comeback on that, because I remember that topic, I think my comeback w- was that, is that then really your biggest rock to worry about? Well, that's true. Yeah. If you're worried about yeah, those, you know, so those you've most likely got something bigger that you really should yeah, focus on as true. opposed to the as opposed to that thing. So that's true. So um, so just do, to finish I, my
1: thought, because I I, I, I yes. usually catch people that say I've got two things and they usually go with one thing and then they forget about the second one. So I, I, I'm ahead. very very in tune with that. So t- and tell me if I'm wrong, you implementing a new system in a new company from ground zero, mm-hmm. the resources that you have aren't the extensive resources and experts.
0: That's exactly right, because that's the the downfall to my side, is that because we are a startup, we don't have all the resources needed necessarily to run all of the different points of an ERP system, including uh, some of the financial stuff. You know, so so this is a very interesting discussion uh, from several different points, because so I don't necessarily have people saying, well, this is the way we've always done it but I do have a few people saying, well, the way I did it before in my old company. (laughs) So I do have a little bit of that to deal with, but people do understand in our particular case that it is, um, uh, you know, starting from ground zero and we're defining everything as we go. So, you know, we are putting in place with this ERP system, we are putting in place a full quote to cash, uh, series of processes. We're loading quotes, we're loading sales orders, we're building bills and materials, we're issuing purchase orders, we're receiving material, we're adding labor and operations to the production activities, we're shipping material, and then we're doing AR, AP, and GL Mm -hmm. on the backside. So, I mean, I think of that from a baseline standpoint from an ERP system, I think of those as being the, the major modules. There's a lot of other things in between all of that, but, uh, I think of that as kind of the baseline um, process for an ERP system. <laughs> and uh, so, John's shaking his head right now,
1: <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm smiling because I'm so proud of of my little Padawan here. I would have never guessed he would have been talking about that type of stuff 15 years ago when we started working together, Mister no, Mister no Quality Mister Quality Guy Drafter. So, <laughs> no so, you know, that, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's a nice lesson. That's a nice lesson to every anybody and everybody. You never know where you're going to end up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep your eyes and ears open and, and enjoy whatever you're doing. Because if you, if you learn something from, you know, helping out somewhere along the line, it might be good information for you as a foundation on, on a new career path. And, and yeah. everybody wants to grow. Right. So we're when you grow in a company, when you grow in a company, you you, you will always have some effect on accounting and finances,
0: right? Is this our side topic? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay,
1: so you, you fair enough. You can slap me on the wrist. You don't want to go down. You don't want to go down any other path. Let me
0: pull you back in. I know, but I I, I, just, I, I just I got like, you all excited about my my growth path. Yeah, there you go.
1: So, but I, yeah, I do like everything. And we we have said this. Everything touches. Yeah. Everything else in an organization. It does.
0: It so, does.
1: So when when it, when a company is closing, to get back to the topic we started on, uh-huh. um, you know, you have you have companies that have multiple uh, projects and, and, and ways of, well, let's see, I guess, I guess companies have different means of doing their business. So for us, for us, we have both project accounting. So percent of complete right. accounting as well as completed contract. accounting. So milestone so, billing. So we have milestone billing on the, on the projects mm-hmm. and we have, we have, you know, Payment prior to shipment on spare parts right. and small stuff. Service and everything. well, service is right. payment payment after service. You know, net thirty. Uh, here's 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 one that uh, I know we we've talked about where you try to put on an invoice uh, payment due upon receipt. And I look at I look at the young accounting people and I say, Do you think anybody really pays? If you know what I wish we did have some kind of feedback because I, I don't know who who pays upon receipt of getting the invoice.
0: Nobody. nobody I can't imagine nobody does no but no. you should pay in fact in fact most companies will just test the waters just to see if you'll do anything I will admit well, that's that's <laughs> that's serious that's ridiculous um of course now <laughs>
1: with, with the way things are going and through the pandemic I know people did come back to us and say hey can we extend our payment terms to like 69 right and you know that hurts right. and you do that you do that for certain customers or you know certain certain people certain vendors um right uh well, if you're the vendor. Anyway, you gotta you gotta keep AR and AP straight. But you, you do that, you do that in certain certain uh, areas in order to help people out, as long as you can do it. I mean cash flow, you gotta be able to you have to be able to um, earn the cash from your customer in order to pay your people and pay your vendors. And right. I would I would always stress that that paying a vendor what you what you agreed to and, and, and a reasonable payment is always good because you always need vendors for you to be able to do your job. Uh, you right. Know, you, know, you know what? You never want to go down. And this would be a side one if we did, you know, if we did carry on, you don't want to go down the path of really putting the, the, the screws to your vendors, because uh, if you drive them out of business, then who are you going to, you going to get the supply.
0: Good well, kids? and that's one of, uh, that's one of Deming's uh, key, you know, 14 points mm-hmm. um, is, is, is vendor management, mm-hmm. making sure that you create a, good, continuous relationship with your vendors, you know, that you're not always beating them up. And so I will I will say that in the industry I'm in, that is the tradition, beat up your vendors. And I just, I, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that we're trying to be a little bit different in that aspect, the company that we're starting up, uh, just because I do think it is a better long-term solution, because you're right, you can only beat people up for so long, and you can only have so many companies to beat up you know exactly. so, <laughs> so they all start to go away you know because you start getting a bad name and, and they start floating away mm-hmm. now there's nothing wrong with negotiating uh for sure but uh you know but beating them down in price to where you know they can't function is not a healthy long-term uh scenario
1: right so bringing that back to the close you you have to make sure right. that you have to make sure that you've got all the invoices that you have in from the suppliers that you that you bought from you have to understand especially for percentage of completion projects, or really for percentage of completion projects, you need you need to understand how much work has been done against the total the total cost of what you're buying from them on a cost to cost
0: basis. And I I would imagine so most is, people so are
1: cost to cost.
0: So is purchasing involved in that process? And should they be? So you're talking about AR there. Yeah. Yeah. Or no. That's AP and uh, AP payably. for vendors.
1: So, so the invoices coming yeah, in yeah, from, yeah, vendors. from vendors. AP. AP.
0: Yeah. So, so is, is purchasing involved in making sure that uh, they're part of that process? So, the reason, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because shouldn't somebody outside of the finance department be helping out with ensuring AR and AP are functioning correctly, as as so that right. you are able to close out uh your, your month quickly because that's that's the whole point of this discussion, right? Is is ultimately being able to get to the point where you're once your month hits, you're able to close out that month quickly. Well if you throw everything on accounting to figure it out, are you doing yourself a disservice uh, by doing that?
1: Oh you are. You you are absolutely doing a disservice and and part of the responsibility is to is to make sure that, that accounting knows what outstanding POs are are out there. What, what POs are out there? Right. So so even though we have a system right now, it, it's not very good at giving you a report to to say that, you know, all POs that were issued, all PO numbers, you, you know, sometimes you have project managers that issue a PO number because they didn't they didn't get to the computer to, to generate a PO, but they just took out a right. number. They just took out a number and have, you know, no details on it. You know what what open POs are being worked on? So that, so that accounting can understand how much cost has been expended on a particular project. So uh, as we go to this new ERP system, that is going to be within the project module so that, so that um, you have a budget and you have, you, you don't necessarily know what every PO is that you're going to write, but you have a budget of what the total, not, what the total value should be of POs that you're gonna write. So if you do write a PO against that total value, and then we receive we receive those goods and there's labor, there's, there's labor put to any material that we've received, well, then you can calculate your percentage of completion for that month.
0: So if you think about all the different departments, the, the key departments that are a part of the business um, and, and doing the same thing that we just did with purchasing, what role does sales play in helping to make sure that uh, the month is closing uh, as, as it should?
1: All right, my first the the first thought that that comes to mind and I'm I'm cracking up because it is um somewhat of a somewhat of a people problem <clears throat> commitments being yeah. made commitments being made right. change orders expected Yeah. Uh, so with those were the
0: two I thought of
1: okay good all right well
0: bing bing yeah, i got i yeah. got the answer right commitments so, and change orders
1: so so yeah you know sales salespersons you know will say hey we'll do that you know, get me a change order whenever you can. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're spending the money project project yep. management is in is, project engineering is spending the money. Um, so they might, they might issue more POs and have higher costs against the budget. And next thing you know, you're earning, you're earning revenue at a, at a much different rate, but then you, then you find out from the sales guy, well, there's going to be a change order for that. So we maintain our margin. Well, uh, that, 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 rings a lot of bells and raises a lot of eyebrows if you've got say, you know, a thirty percent gross margin job now all of a sudden is twenty-one percent.
0: Yeah. And you're like, whoa, what happened there? From an audit standpoint, I would imagine that would raise an eyebrow.
1: Yeah, because you know, were you were you recognizing revenue incorrectly from the month for the months up to that, you know, up to that? And then, right. and then if and then mm-hmm. if the county never finds out that you're going to get a change order are they going to assume that that 21% gross margin is what's going to carry on each month
0: going forward? Right. Yeah. And so they're forecasting based off of that. Exactly. Yeah. You
1: have to keep, you have yeah. to keep your, your, your budgets updated uh, with really, with whatever you're doing with the customer. So that's what, that's the sales side. So the sales, or, I mean, sometimes it is the project engineer is, is making commitments and getting change orders too. So so you, you have to keep the system updated with what your mouth is offering.
0: So going down the stream, does engineering, uh, I know project management has a, a a pretty good role to play in the financial side. But what about engineering? Are they one of the few that's kind of left unto themselves? Well, yeah, but
1: I, I would say in, in a bigger company where you have project engineers supporting a project manager, uh, the, the project yeah. manager and the project engineers are... In tune. I mean, that's that's the responsibility. I look to the project manager to make sure it's all right that the, that they know yeah. because you can have three project engineers on one project, and one project manager has six projects. So right. so that project manager has to understand what's being done on each of those projects. And and again, I'll go back to it. If it was kept on a spreadsheet, you can you you can imagine what what three project engineers, maybe an electrical guy, a structural guy, and a mechanical person not necessarily guys guys in general whatever um those <laughs> those three engineers if they've got their 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 own spreadsheet with the POs and the values and the scope uh, of what they're of what they're um, incurring cost for you know three people multiple multiple spreadsheets project managers got six jobs you know how are you going to keep track of all that
0: stuff so well right entering,
1: entering that into the ERP system according to the process you develop the best most efficient process you can develop with the new ERP system.
0: Well, and with evaluation. them separate, with them separate like that, you can't really see the big picture. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so. the, and the other side of it is, you issue POs, you receive goods. Did you receive everything you issued a PO for? So the the three the three sheet verification, you know, three document verification. Right. You have the you have the PO, the receiving sheet, and the invoice, making sure all those match. Um, right. In an ERP system where you've got the documents that flow through the ERP system, uh, which which takes some extra resources only because a supplier might mail you an invoice. Well, that, that's gotta be scanned in so that everybody can see it. So there's, there is there is an admin function, not necessarily done by you know, an administrative assistant, maybe done by the engineer or the accountant or somebody scanning it in and putting it in the ERP system so it's attached to that file so that that they can they can look and verify that when the receiving person says yep we received 7 of these we issued a PO for 7 of these the invoices for 7 of these the documents are good nobody else has to approve that right that that's another that's another savings that I know we are going to experience because right now to make sure POs are right receiving is right and invoicing is right. People in that process, namely me <laughs> and a couple, and a couple others, like the salesperson, they're approving, a right. PO, they're approving an invoice, they're approving a payment, you know? Oh, I'm going to, here's, here's what I'm going to, here's the invoice and now approve. This is the check I'm going to send them. You got, you, you, you have to, you have to make sure people are trained to do their job. And if, if you approve, if you approve, if the PO is approved, that means we committed to buying, x dollars worth of stuff. Right. If the rest of the process is right and and you you definitely have to check and like you building a system, you you have to have mm-hmm. more checks than than maybe somebody that that has a system that works, it's just very paper and people talking to each other heavy
0: oriented. Oriented. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. if
1: it, you know if if that works and this is where where we're going to go, the PO was approved what we we're gonna buy what was received. What the invoice came in is what is what what the PO was for. Now the only the only variable is is shipping, because in, in many cases, and I don't know if this happens with with a lot of other people, I would have to imagine it does. If we buy if we buy something, it'll be plus shipping. So so this will be a landed cost coming back to me. You might not know the exact cost of that freight back that freight in right.
0: So, yep.
1: so we, we we're giving the accounting department the the AP person that's going to check all three of these things. The AP person has leeway, and and it's a seasoned person that that has been around long enough to know that you know if you buy something from Los Angeles and we're in Northern California, it shouldn't cost three thousand dollars to ship. You know,
0: right, right. If it,
1: if it costs if it costs sixty or seventy dollars to ship, that's probably okay. Yeah she does not have to come and, and say, Hey, can you approve this? Cause shipping was added. So the shipping is the only Delta. Uh, I, I will say though, cause I mentioned earlier taxes, taxes should be straightforward. Like for us, we, you know, we, we have tax exemption certificates and that gets handled right up front. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we give the vendor a tax exemption certificate because we charge tax downstream later on to the customer after we build something. So, right. you know, you know, and, and i guess as i'm as i'm blathering on about all this stuff you know regular old engineer project manager project engineer they're, they're they're paying attention to their job but what i would like more people to realize is yes they're they're one job in a twenty, fifty, hundred 100 job company that every month has to get a report card
0: right right no. And your, re, re, your report card is based off of that closing, is, is your point. Exactly.
1: That is my point. Yeah. That is my point. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah. So, so the more they understand the role they play in the feed to that report card, the, the hope is the better that report card is. And I guess the other part of this conversation is getting that, that program in place, that automation in place will hopefully make it to where those two things will take your month in and close down the, the cycle of getting that done. So currently, how long does it take you to close your month? <laughs> longer than it should. Longer than it should. I'll just leave it there. Okay.
1: All right, longer than it should. I don't want to, I don't want to incriminate anybody or I don't want any board of directors people <laughs> saying what the heck's going on, anyway. Longer than what, it what should. Are you doing? Yeah, longer yeah. than it should. So, and 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 yeah. well, the reason that, and and I would uh, I would say, well, yes, thank you very much, and thank you for the capital expenditure to uh, put in a system that will bring it to a reasonable amount of time. Because what I wanted it, what I wanted to add to what you just said there about everybody doing their part, for me, when I can look at this data and generate a report that gives me all those projects, like I said, a 20, 50, 100 project. Company, what? Where were we last month? Where are we this month? What does it look like going forward? I can go to the project team and the accounting team and and the sales team, and I can say, hey, look at this trend. Look at this project. Is what's what's happening here? You've issued right. you've issued more POs than what the budget has. What's the problem? Uh, and that's when you usually find out. Oh, well, we got a PO coming, a change order coming. Well, you got to change the budget then. Put a little you know notation, and that's got to be in. That's got to be in the the, uh, the system, so that notes that the system we're getting is we can we can include notes on every report.
0: And so, what you're kind of really describing there, describing there with that report card and uh, uh, with taking that uh, or scorecard, whatever you want to call it, you're you're basically talking about a an executive dashboard that mm-hmm. kind of helps you make a monthly uh, decision on on the health of your organization. Are we going in a positive direction or are we going in a negative direction based on these key key metrics? Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And and nobody can see me because this is only going to be audio. But uh, yeah, I had a big smile on my face. Having yeah. <laughs> having the ability to, to have metrics and data on a on a dashboard lets you know what the what the pulse is. You know, is your pulse that is
0: in? as close to real time as possible. Is it is it
1: in the right band or not? Yeah I, yeah. For us, even if margin changes. If margin changes, we've we've got it, it's it's on a clock. Every half hour, a project will update. If you if you don't touch, right. you know, right. every half hour, project will update. If you close out of your out of your your ERP system and then you log back in, it'll update then. But if you leave it open and you you know you haven't touched it and something happened, right. it'll 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 update within a half hour. Right, right. So that's pretty that's pretty yeah, good. I that, mean, you could have it faster. If you want. Good. Yeah, you could but that. It's not necessary, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think that uh, that the speed is just make, just make sure it's understood yeah. as to the, the time frame. You know,
1: well, so. that's true because in our testing, in our testing, you know, we would do something and hey, how come we can't see this? Well, it takes a half hour. Log out, log back in. Okay.
0: Yeah, you know, um, is there any other areas of the business that uh, are important to bring up to you know, like production? You know, they they're adding finance information based on resources you know, you know, time and attendance, uh, and, uh, they're adding, um, you know, I guess their, their main involvement is trying not to erode the margin, uh, through the work that they do from a manufacturing standpoint, I guess is their goal. <laughs> now
1: here, here goes another tangent. We go down that path of how good were the engineering drawings and, uh, how good are the fabrics Oh yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's just leave it at that where I was going to go with this <laughs> and an ERP system and, and, and the clothes, if we talk about that, um, yeah, what are they taking out of inventory and making sure that it, making sure that what they're taking out of inventory is logged. So that, so that whoever is the keyboard puncher, um, uh, right. the nicest thing would be to have a scanner and, and, and have barcodes on every component in your inventory or every component that is bought for a, a job. And if it's bought for the job, you know you can scan the the, the the barcode, or you have a key puncher that says, "Hey, this was issued to this job." Uh, if it comes out of inventory, or when you receive for a job-specific project, you know you're receiving to that job, and that cost automatically goes to the job, even though some of those components might not be applied, and labor might not be applied to them for months into the future. Right. So
0: yeah, and I will say
1: oh, we're we're not doing time and attendance yet. that that, that's going to be that's going to be too much we did we did our crm and we did the accounting module and we did the project module we're 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 just not we're not doing time and attendance yet that's in a different system right now
0: yeah in fact uh we're actually doing time and attendance not only for our production people but we're going to do it for engineering also yeah that's that's (laughs) that's
1: and, and i say it that way and i sigh And for maybe in your business, when you're doing that, you're going to need that based on on the complexity
0: of- of Well, I mean, the point is, is that we do so much, uh, we'll be doing so much engineering work, whether it be structural work, BIM work, uh, architectural work. uh, We need to know how to appropriately bid uh, these projects and have a clear, clear understanding of the time it takes to get some of these projects done because some of these projects are extremely large Mm -hmm. and um you know the amount of time that it can take to do some of the engineering is going to be pretty extensive uh especially if we have to subcontract some of it we need to know you know the cost of that subcontracting of the engineering uh, but if we do it in-house you know um, you know that's uh i think it's key so you know thinking about it as as a lawyer you know who needs to just bill their time that's the kind of way we're looking at it from an engineering perspective. He needs to build his time and say, look, I've spent, you know, 16 hours on this project or five hours on this project, or, you know, a week on this project, you know, and, and, yeah. and be able to put that time. And I don't think we can rely on their gut feel for how long it took them. And, yeah. and I have made it to where the, the time and attendance of logging in uh, and logging out is, is pretty straightforward. It's literally a three button scenario. Hmm. So it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty easy for them to clock in, do their work, clock out. Yeah. Well, that,
1: that's good. Uh, and yeah, the questions that I have though for you on that then, yeah, will you will you categorize the jobs different than just or in addition to to whatever the project number is? It's it's a certain yeah, it's a certain category of project. Because, so because, here's how
0: you do that. Yeah, okay. Here's ahead. how you do that. Yeah, so yes, I know where you're going with that. So since they're applying their time to a job, uh, to a, um, a line item on the sales order, we can through data mining, be able to tell uh, if they applied it to this, to this job, we can tell that, you know, since it was this style of part number or this job, we know what it is and be able to d- data mine uh, categories of you know, without going into too much into our business, you know, whether it's a house or an apartment complex, mm-hmm. you know, so well, uh, yeah, because that's what um, I was gonna say you have
1: you have easy engineering jobs like duplicates, but, right. but still the drawings have to be updated, so there's minimal yes. minimal effort. And then you have the medium type jobs, which maybe is the is the eighty percent. So you got ten percent, mm-hmm. you have ten percent uh, duplicates, you have eighty percent. You know medium that's why you're in business you got an engineering group that that is right sized and then you got right. the 10 hard ones where you have to maybe outsource some engineering or or right. put extra effort in because the thing is because typically what happens and i've seen over a few companies engineering is a eight percent burden rate you know basically you just lump all engineering costs it's an overhead and it's an eight eight percent in your and A. that's the e in the and A is the engineering and you just broad brush okay. every every project with eight percent
0: okay? okay
1: so i think it, it all depends on what you want to do but if you can't broad brush a you, you can't broad brush a duplicate project maybe with eight percent engineering because it's less than one you're overburdening it and now you're overburdening yeah. it so so you do have to yeah. you do have to understand your business and where where your 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 cost thing has to go i'm not saying that that's your that's your price your price should be market value but if, if right. you expect a margin, if you expect a certain margin based on market price, and then your cost build up, what that margin is, if, if you're burdening a, a duplicate job with, you know, the average engineering, well then you're misrepresenting what the actual margin on that job is.
0: Well, and so how does that again another area, how does that affect the close or accounting functions? You know? Yeah, well, questions, uh, it doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah, it doesn't necessarily affect them, but from a reporting standpoint, it does potentially skew the numbers. Correct?
1: Well, yeah, that's true. It definitely skews the numbers, but and again, it all depends on what kind of business you have. If if in my scenario, right, you've got right. a ten a ten eighty ten, right? And you do that and you do it that way all the time, it's it's right. it's it's not that big of a deal. I I don't know maybe maybe you know uh, the auditor in a publicly traded company might might see it a little bit differently, but. Then, then maybe you just have to, re, you know, recategorize the, uh, the burden. And just if you can categorize a job at, as an easy job or a duplicate, well, then, well, then that goes over there, and you have a two percent more, you know, two percent engineering cost on that,
0: you know. Right. Hopefully. So, hopefully so that is easy. a that is another difference to note between uh, your organization and the one I'm in. Uh, you all are publicly traded. Is that correct? Nope. No, or are you private? private? Oh, you're yeah. private. That's right. You are private. Yeah. So we're private also. So both our, of us our are last private. Gig. But our, our, yeah, our past life, we had yeah. a publicly traded, had to deal with Sarbanes-Oxley and all that yeah. garbage and always. all the all the auditors in the house all the time. <laughs> yeah. And always,
1: and always as as the engineering guy and the manufacturing guy, I'd, I'd complain about it. having more accountants than engineers in an engineering
0: firm. No doubt. <laughs> I remember those. And, and I remember okay, those days. my
1: disclaimer is, remember folks, I do have an MBA in finance. So although that's different yeah. than accounting, I did have to take accounting classes. So,
0: Yeah. But, well, and, and, and we're, I'm going to add a disclaimer that I'm not a yeah. f- finance or accounting and have learned a lot from Sean over the oh, years. So there you go. <laughs> good,
1: good team. It's good talking to different people. And uh, like I said earlier, Keep your eyes and ears open and and try to absorb yeah. as much as you can if if you have aspirations to just doing whatever pops up because i i do believe that that good opportunities pop up for the willing person that's got a clue as to how to get to that next step you don't have to know everything right i, I mean this is I don't know. Maybe this isn't the right time. And maybe I'll say this.
0: I was going to say, are you going to end with some philosophy here? Well, yeah, here's
1: my philosophy for today. I, <laughs> here's I your have,
0: philosophy. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. I,
1: not, nothing big this weekend. Last weekend went well. So you asked me about last weekend and everything went well. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, Good. Um, yep. but uh, I had a, I had a boss one time who was a VP of a big company. So a VP meant meant a big deal <laughs> in a big company. Um where, where he, he would tell me that you want to get to about 75% knowledge of the job that you have. And that, and that's, that should be a steep curve to get to 75%. Because that, that extra 25% is a really, really low sloped curve. And the amount of time for you to get to 100% would take so long, it's not worth getting that extra, extra 25% knowledge in the job that you have. So by the time you get up that, that steep curve, so it's basically... Not a U, like like the beginning of an N, you know. So so yeah. you're you're going up you're going up the curve. The rate of change in the vertical is is a lot faster than the rate of change in the horizontal horizontal horizontal. Um, and once you get to seventy five percent job knowledge, you got to move on to something else because you'll get bored.
0: Well, and 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 I, I kind of think of the, defining those two things as that increased slope is knowledge, like you said, mm-hmm. but where it starts to flatten out, that's called wisdom.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Nope. It, it, well, you know, you're right. It is. But but so what? You're you're that much smarter. You making any more money? Nope. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not all about money. Uh oh, here we go. Oh man, that's another topic. <laughs> I'm not oh, saying it's all go. about money. Actually, you know,
1: it's it is true. You got to make the money that you, that you need to make, but uh,
0: you got to enjoy yeah. your job. That's yeah, no doubt. And and I hope no I hope
1: people listening to us they
0: can tell that that uh, we enjoy what we do. I, uh, we do. Yeah. So any other things you want to touch on from a finance perspective or an accounting perspective? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just wanted to bring that topic up just to bring just bring it to people's attention and, and think about it a little yeah. bit more myself, bounce it off and, to you and, about who knows what in the yeah, organization. Make them,
0: yeah, make them and help them to understand that, you know, every everybody plays a role in the finance side of things because they're literally feeding it. Whether they know it or not. Yeah.
1: And again, yeah, I don't want to make it all about money. Money is money is well, like we said, the report card. That is a lagging indicator. What what, yep. what last month is, the thing that people should be paying attention to are the leading indicators. How well you're helping your customer, what kind of engagement you have with your your vendors, your sales team. You know, get get those right. leading indicators. Um, pay attention to those, and the lagging indicators will take care
0: of themselves. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up right here. Uh, This was a really good topic, Sean, and we will uh, get together again very soon. Definitely. Sound good? Yes, sir. Okay, man. All right. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Sean and I will be back again to discuss another exciting business topic and work-life adventure. Take care.